Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hey, whose picture is this that they got on the studio thing in there? <laughs> what do you mean? Like on this thing here. On the stream yard? Yeah, it says studio. Who is that dude? I know it's not Nick. I don't know what he's Where doing. Where is Nick? He taking uh, a cookie break? Yeah, you know. I don't know what the, how difficult that was. Show yourself. Let yourself be known. Stop hiding all the time. I'm not hiding. I just just do my thing over here. You get yourself organized yet? You I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Yeah, all right. You're getting there, Nick. All you right. sound like you suspect that best right now. Okay. Do we're you, live. Do you need to start over? We're, you need we're to, live you need to look at Tanner's. Jake, listen, let me, let me get us right first. Yeah. Uh, we're live at Tanner's 30th in Yankee Hill. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. Uh, we're raffling off uh, a signed Husker jersey. you got to get here by 545. Get your name in the box. doesn't cost you anything. Nothing at all. It's a signed Dean Stein cooler jersey. Um, also, they're giving away a $25 gift card. Go to Tanner's Facebook page. Find the post that is promoting the giveaway and guess how many points Nebraska will score against Ohio State. Tag a friend in the post for who you'd spend the gift card with. They've got their, their $8.99 half-pound burger and fries special, $5 for 20-ounce Blue Moon drafts. And remember, uh, Saturday post-game show, Jake and I will get you through 90 minutes after Husker game ends. Jay Foreman, Husker Hall of Famer. They can text us, 402-464-5685, or they can call in the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Same number. You can follow us on the, the Sartor Heyman video stream, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Hall of Famer, what's happening? Not much, man. It's uh, it's a Seattle day out there. It's not raining, but it's just uh, overcast and gloomy. So, but it's all to the good. Is is it fun to practice in it when the weather's like this? Is that better than 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 normal? And then it's when it's ninety degrees. And yeah, 90, uh, uh, it was a forty-five today. I probably you know a perfect football day would be fifty-five to sixty-five. But okay. yeah, this, these days aren't bad. You know, oh. once you're out there moving and stuff and. You gotta get used to it. Sometimes, you know, unfortunately for these kids out here and across America that play uh, the sport called football, you do have to play in elements that aren't uh, conducive to your your uh, coddled lifestyle. So, um, <laughs> you know, here's the funny thing. I always say this when they people always talk about, uh, you know, where you're from. Can they come here and play? You know, it used to be I think when Bo was here, they all oh, we can't recruit guys from the south to come here, and I get it. You know, if you're not on TV a lot or they can't – well, now you can kind of get the, your parents here a little bit more easier than when Bo was here because of the NCAA stuff. But yeah. it used to be, you know, guys from, I don't know, say Florida or whatever won't come to a school, you know, that has Midwest-type weather. Um, but the funny thing is every single one of these dudes will tell you they want to go to the league, right? So 
essentially I would ask him, so you go to, so say you're fortunate enough to go to the combine, are you going to put on there, I will not play for in the cold weather. So I'm only going to play the first first week through eighth. Because if you play in Buffalo, anything, anything after week six, this is what you're getting right here. Because it could be, you could be playing week seven in Buffalo, it's 55, and then come back and play week nine, it'll be 75, and then get into week, you know, 10 through, well, in this case, 18, mm-hmm. and it's going to be snow. This is going to be a day that you want versus right. like got to come out at halftime and you got three inches of snow. So, you know, if you want to play football, you don't care what the weather is, what time the game is, who you're playing against, so forth and so on. I don't think there's a lot of st- – you can't have a lot of stipulations. It's either football is a sport, um, which makes it great. You know, as I say, it's the ultimate team sport. Um, I would say this in hockey. It's either you in or you out. You ne- And these are two sports – um, when you compare it to say like basketball and baseball, which they have do have you know nicks and stuff like that, whereas baseball is a little different. Where you know say like you got a you know strained forearm is equivalent to having like a high ankle sprain. Um, but football because it takes so much from 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 you, or you have to give so much physically, mentally, and I guess emotionally or slash spiritually. There is no in between. It's either we're in this together or you're not. Um, and sometimes, you know, um, you know, games like this, season like this, you really see the, the, the real dudes in the locker room versus the phonies. And you see this a lot in the NFL all the time. All right, I'll never forget, we always were laughing. We had a couple guys when I was down in Houston. In the first year, you know, everybody was there. And it was kind of like a – I call it like a red shirt year. It's like a happy-go-lucky. No matter – as long as we ran out on the field and the clock hit four zeros. It was it, enough. It was enough. Then as we started to winning and, and, you know, fans are, you know, paying a lot of money for their, you know, with the PCLs or whatever it's called, then the expectations got up higher, uh, signed a couple guys that were supposedly, you know, good. But then the funny thing is we always had a joke in the locker. Like once we were kind of maybe not out of the playoff race, but kind of, you know, you have that loss or that win that kind of propels you into the playoffs from my experience in Buffalo. And then I would say with the Giants in San Francisco, not in Houston, or that loss that propels you kind of, you know, you got to win th- two or three games in a row and you need Indianapolis or Tennessee and Jacksonville to kind of, you know, drop the ball. And then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, you all, you know, I'm having, you know, surgery and, you know, just like that. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, football is just a hard sport to play, man. It's, it's hard. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a very taxing sport. It's a very long, um, season because you put a lot of time in and then and you put even more time in the off season you know what i'm saying yeah like you you prepare eight months to play three months of of games and it's only 12 games did you ever consider was it ever hey i need to play on a grass field versus turf field hey i've got injuries i need to go to a warm weather place rather than (laughs) a cold weather place i want to go where that paycheck was was cash we're getting cash (laughs) so um there's advantages to both and when I first started, or when I first came in the NFL, they still had the true turf field. So I was coming from Nebraska. It didn't really matter. Uh, we practiced on grass, so it didn't, you know, it didn't. Bo- I mean, I, it didn't bother me. I mean, yeah. of course, there's different surfaces that you gotta, you know, maybe play a little bit different. But it really was dictated by the weather, right? So like, um, um, so like when you played uh, at Oakland. You know, that was back – I mean, that, you know, they had half the field was grass, then you'd be – Dirt, right? Dirt. The, the, oh. So you got to have different types of cleats as you play – you know, you play them um, versus uh, 
sometimes when you would play. Um, I know one time we went out in Buffalo, we went out and played San Francisco in, later in the year. It's a damper field, so you got to wear, like, longer cleats. Um, now, can you, you know, if you have the wrong cleats or you may be a little bit scared that, you know, your cleat would stick in the grass and maybe, like, you know, mess your knee or ankle up, but, you know, versus grass or anything like that, I've never had a problem. I've never really had a, you know, preference or anything like that because, well, up at the NFL, they're all excellent fields and they're well taken care of. Versus, you know, when we played Missouri the year in 97, you know, they, you know, it was real sandy, very long grass to kind of negate our speed, you know, something like that. So in the NFL, it's, you know, it's, you know, you got to have a good plan. I mean, it's professional football because, you know, you remember when the Ravens were playing the Eagles in that preseason game and, and uh, Brian Billick said, this is, you know, my team's not going to play on it. And they had to cancel a preseason game. You know, um, I bet you all those veterans were cool with that. Right? Yep. They get a free day of rest and don't have to play on that type of field. Um, and it was a I – mean, I remember we played Philly maybe the year after, and it still were holes in that. In that that in turf that, was awful. Awful. I mean, what, what was the receiver? Um, was it William Barnett? It was He was number 86. 86. 86 tore his knee up. Tore both of them, of them yep. on the same play. Yep. Um, so, yep. you know, I mean, I don't really think that it – you know, it's always weird. When and this is before you know long ago, where you hear where people were saying, "Oh, it's eleven o'clock game." Um, I don't, you know, where I think one of the guys was, you know, on the team at the time was like, "I don't like playing. We don't like playing at 11. or you know, night games is too long to wait. Well, you well you play yourself into the primetime slots generally, but ultimately, I would always say, well, if you pel- you know, if you peel the onion back of your statement." And sat down and be, you know, and thought about your statement, say before or after, in the off season when you're assuming your solely your sole focus is to, you know, win the Big Ten West. Let's not even talk about national championship. Let's just win every game that we can play. Would you care what time you play when you're when you're, you know? Here's a funny thing: when you're lifting weights and winter conditioning, and it kind of is monotonous, you know, or whatever. And you ask, took a ball, would you would you say would you rather be playing a game at eleven or would you rather be running? you know, two, 300-yard shuttles and doing the circuit or whatever their program is. Or but, would you rather do, play at 8 o'clock at night or sell cars? But, but, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, well, yeah. Or dig ditches or do something. Right, right. Like, or not yeah. have nothing to do. Right, go know? to the movie company. You're know, right. going to get to work in. You don't have to worry about it. What was or, or here's a better question. Would you, would you, uh, would you, like if somebody would ask me my rookie year in Buffalo, and it's almost kind of here, and here's, it's almost kind of parallel. I think when I got into the NFL, I think just say my base salary uh, was not even close to what a rookie minimum now is. I think the rookie minimum is close to three hundred, four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I think when I my base was like sixty, right? So if somebody would have come to me, just say I'm, I'm Jay Foreman in two thousand twenty-one, and I'm a linebacker. They say, okay, would you? In this case, and this is even an extreme case. Because I already got drafted, right? Say, so would you rather get drafted, go to the NFL, and make sixty thousand, or would you rather another year to come back to Nebraska as a, you know, a, uh, well, in my case, I would be a, I guess, another super senior, super senior, because I'd be a, you know, a junior to go into senior, yeah. and be almost an NFL rookie and make, just, I don't even want sixty thousand in NIL deals. Just say I would be getting thirty thousand in NIL deals. And coming back and really improve myself as a personally as a player, but then also cement myself more as a 
foundation in this program, would you do that? Or would you like to take the risk of, let's take me being drafted out of it, just saying, okay, the potential of going fifth round, fifth round or later, making the same that, and then maybe being on the practice squad. So you get what I'm saying? So there's, no vision, there's no visionary thought process into a lot. And this is just not a DeBrasse. I'm just talking in general. But what, how, would you re, how would you have that? On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Conversation with people because it'll come up. People ask your opinion. I would, I would have the conversation with them, like how we're talking right now. Uh-huh. I could probably get up on a whiteboard and draw it up for you. Um, unless you know you're, you know, let's say, and not listen to an agent that we you know that's telling you know he's going around and seeing twelve guys in a month and all and telling them all you're gonna, you know, you got a you know top three round grade. You know, let's 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 be realistic here because I can make a couple phone calls. See where you're at, and then let's just go off where you're slotted. And I think it raises like five percent a year, you know, where you, you know, and then let's see where you're at and see at the best case scenario, the middle case scenario, and the worst case scenario, or the, you know, let's say the DEFCON one scenario where you're not even drafted, you're maybe a priority free agent, or you're just like a mini camp free agent, right? Those are the ones you got to think of. I always wanted the worst case scenario, to, so that so my so. If, that happened i could deal with the results well making an informed decision well no well, yeah but even like when i was coming out right you know when they were like you know they give you guys these, you know these grades and i kind of looked and you know there's a ton of linebackers coming out and so you could you know you could go early you go late you can go in, you know when they say anywhere from you know late second to the seventh round i'm thinking like okay well that's more or less more realistic of late third most likely yeah you fourth, heard yeah he give you he give me five rounds right, you go here to five you rounds. Hear. I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna i'm gonna start my thinking my my thought process <laughs> middle of the fourth to seventh or you know free right. agent, and then <laughs> and deal with it of course you want to go as high as possible but at the end of the day you know you got to deal with you know what would happen so i think a lot of a lot of kids a lot of guys especially coming out of high school this is just in general think that making the nfl is easy it's not making college isn't easy coming to making college or being a i you know i'm saying this very uh a blanket statement being a four-star recruit is not that hard anymore it's really not hmm. okay. it, it isn't because if you have if you have the a decent measurables right Decent measurables. Yeah. So say I'm okay. Say like J. Ford, yeah. I'm a linebacker, right? I'm six two. Just say coming out of high school, I'm two ten. Right, right. You're not nowhere near, unless you're going to the Pac twelve or the big or the Big twelve that you could go from high school to power five. But you're not playing at two ten in the SEC. You're not playing at two ten here. You're not playing two ten most likely in the ACC. Right. So we're just talking power five. Right. Now when you're thinking. Cincinnati and all these other schools. Now you could do that because then you'd necessarily, you know, you get two fifteen. Matter of fact, it's ideal for them, right? But just let's talk in power five. So if you if you got decent measurables and you go and do like a like a I don't know a spark camp and you know go to a camp you know like a college camp and do well and test well or do seven on seven, there you go. You're three or four star, and then you get then you throw in and get a little you know vibe going on, and you got some good high school tape, which you should if you're measurable and you're a good enough athlete you could be a four-star so or you could be a three-star because let's be honest there's nothing really 
there's not a big difference between three and four star. There really isn't. There isn't. There isn't. It's just a matter of who feels like they want to put DP up there. Or, what or would you have there. been in the star system? Probably like a three. I was like an athlete. See, like an athlete. So they had you as an athlete yeah, rather than. I, was, I came an athlete. I, was, I played a numerous around amount of positions, never went to any camps, never did any of the the deals. I was from Minnesota. Not a lot of guys come leaving, you know, they were just like, oh, you're going to the Gophers. Well, the Gophers didn't offer me until um, Nebraska, Michigan State, and all those guys started offering me. What, what, is, what is that, that that happens, that the first question a recruit gets is, who else is after you? Yeah. Well, it's, it's just the easy way to do your job, right? So, so, if, I don't, so if I'm sitting, say, um, and this is where, you know, it's a great thing for – the state of Nebraska, as far as high schools, football and basketball, we've seen it, you know, with Hunter South and all these guys going to power five where they're, you know, they're able to go on and showcase their talents in all these different camps and play AAU teams where, so it's great because the, the, these kids have, have, have raised the bar in the marketability or the, you know, the brand of Nebraska where there's actually football there. Um, but what a lot of colleges do so say like they're say Clemson, right? Just say North Carolina or Clemson, and say like uh, you show interest. DP shows interest in my school, right? So instead of me like watching your tape and and giving your tape the same type of credentials as a kid from just let's say North Carolina, right, with the same measurables, first thing I'm looking at is has Nebraska offered them, or who else has offered them? So say Nebraska hadn't offered you or whatever said um, school hadn't offered you, then I'm not going to look at you that much, which is not doing your job. And that's why there's a lot of misses. But what if, I mean, so let's say that Jay Foreman was exactly what Nebraska needed in their program. So they need a 6'3", 215-pound safety-slash-linebacker who runs 4'6", 4'7", and has had success at several levels, at several positions in what right. he's done. If Nebraska knows that's what they need. Oh, yeah, they'll go get it. Yeah, they'll go okay. get it. Yeah, okay. go get it. I'm it, just saying a lot, of, a lot of schools and a lot of, like, um, evaluators do the star system and, and give credibility to a player based on who, who's offered them versus – what they're where they're at you know what i mean so but the, can you i mean like when you watch somebody's huddle tape can right. you really tell like who's really good and who's not because a lot of it is predicated on the competition because you ain't putting up there the times that you fumble the time that you go the wrong way right how many guys post that on their huddle tape that they missed a tackle or got blown up in the hole right they're not they're not showing that and nor right. should they or or they when they miss a coverage or they get beat you know so i mean you really don't know what you have until you have it um but ultimately, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, it, you know, it's no different than you know people evaluating college kids going into the pros. There, there's a lot of guys that look good in college, in certain systems that can't make it in the pros. And um, don't you trust your eyes more than some anonymous star? Ranker? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, look, I know that you know everybody probably looks at it and and they agree with it, but they got a lot of guys that are you know. Look, you got GMs out there that are dependent on area scouts and regional scouts and pro scouts to evaluate free agents when they go from team to team and 
who they rank, you know, in their position groups for what they need going into the draft. And you see it all the time. Guys just don't make it. You know what I mean? Do they do a lot of – I mean, heck, you know, look at the unfortunate situation out there with the Raiders. Do they do, they do enough due diligence on certain prospects? Versus, <laughs> versus, yeah, that, that's kind of hard to figure out whether that kid's going to go – like, do you have a kid that's going to go and do that sort of thing? Well, yeah, but do you do it? But do you Or do you say, oh, we don't worry, we're not going to worry about it because it's just a rookie contract and he's the fastest dude in the draft? Uh, yeah. Because that, the, Raiders, the Raiders for the last 30 years have always picked the fastest dude in the draft. Yep. Yep, constant. So, constant. Constant, whether they whether right. they show out or not. Right. Like, did you not do your, your, your due diligence on Dem- Jamarcus Russell? They really didn't. Right. So that, but that's what they I'm saying. They really didn't. Yeah. But they saw him. When they talk, when you hear about the stories, why they drafted him, is because he threw from his knees a seventy-yard pass from his knees. Now, mind you, did they not look at that he was a part-time starter for a former NFL coach right. at this school? Yeah, and he wasn't even a full-time starter, but he has a huge cannon. Right? Well, I so, just wanted to know when was he going to be required in an NFL game to throw seventy yards from his knees? That too. <laughs> like, like we measure stuff that really has nothing to do with the game being played. Right. Like when, you know, remember when, and you know what, you got to give it to these agents and to these players where they're doing these unique things during their pro day to to separate themselves from, you know, one player like Johnny Menzel, right? Remember when he did his pro day in it with his pads on? Oh, it was phenomenal. Okay, well, like, well he did the extra thing. Yeah, and, he did the extra thing. You know. Then they start having brooms out there. Then they start, you know, scripting it. And then they start doing – so many passes. Then they start saying the completion percentage. Then they had Lamar Jackson, and he was. This is know, what I don't. You, you this know, is what I want the NFL you, to get to at some point, and I want colleges to get there too. What? Put your guys out there with these guys that you're measuring, because they will be able to tell you whether this dude can ball or right, not. Yeah. Like, it's not that complicated. No, it's not. Or just do your job. <laughs> right, like do, just. Well, how about you? Do, how about whoever's the evaluators actually do your job? Yeah, and if you're gonna if you're gonna put your reputation on the line, we're talking about several hundred thousand dollars worth of scholarship value. Oh yeah, yeah. But so, you, but you, but here's the thing: you could go out there and um, get a guy, but you just never know how he's gonna react to competition or or how's he how's he gonna react to structure? How well does he take to coaching? There's, so there's a lot of guys that can go out there and have pass the eye test, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see he can play in a controlled environment. But how does he react in an uncontrolled environment? Where's his leadership? Good? You just you just can't you won't know that until you get him on campus. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to it. Like there's I was so looking, much to it. There's so many things because it changes year to year. But that's why you're. This is why it changes year to year, DP. Because listen here, DP as a freshman, as a as a like a. Uh, let's not, I wouldn't call you like a third wheel because a third wheel is like you're just there. But like as the third, like oh, I was, I was. Well, no, like the <laughs> like as the as the third guy, right? You're I not, was you're like the third those... guy that we're, we're we're game planning for or yeah. the fourth. Yeah, is a lot different as you move up the pecking order. That's why they say it's always it's always. And I never realized this, and I really realized this when I was in the NFL. Is that it, there's a big difference from coming in and say like as a backup and doing work and having games or like where you start the last, like, and it, you know, when I, I, I didn't start at the beginning, but somebody got hurt. And then I started the last like six games right? versus the next year 
when when they know it's you, when they know it's you, you know what you that they know you're not sneaking up on anybody. Exactly, it's a totally different right? deal. And they have film on you. They got film on you. They can prepare for you. Um, you know, and there's a lot more pressure. Um, I'm going to ask you, you know, a so question. That's the, that's the, that's I'm, the hard I, thing. Well, I'm going to throw it a break, but I got a question for you. I'm going to be fair enough to give you an advanced time to think about it. <laughs> Jay Foreman, I'm going to ask you, how in the world are you not a scout right now? We'll throw it to break. Uh, when we come back, Jay will give us an answer that with all of this, this encyclopedia resource of football players, and what football players look like, sound like, act like, how in the world is that not a fully resourced talent pool? We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 